Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to check out some of the recent conversations we've had on JM in the AM. A new music alert took place recently with the one and only A.B. Rottenberg. Journeys volume number five was the focus. Here's that conversation on JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. And you're listening to JM in the AM. That's right. You're listening to JM in the AM, and I am over, as I just told my upcoming guest, I am over-anxious to to get him on the air and start talking about the brand new album. As I've shared with the audience, um, I mean, you know, we've discussed this a million times. It it has been a very challenging couple of months between my COVID, long COVID, and the foot infection and everything else. And um, I obviously wanted to speak to AB closer to the release of Journeys Volume Number 5, but uh, whatever didn't work out before Purim, it has finally worked out for today. And we are very, very excited. For those of you not aware, and I can't imagine there's anybody uh, who pays attention to Jewish music who is not aware, but for those of you who are not aware, let me remind you that a brand new 15-track incredible album entitled Journeys Volume Number 5 has been released. It has made a tremendous splash, a great impact out there. And we are honored to have A.B. Rottenberg with us live via telephone for a new music alert Wednesday. In fact, what we'll do is we'll play the first track off of Journeys Volume Number 5 and then get into a conversation with A.B., who's with us live via telephone on a very exciting Wednesday morning in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. The most amazing dream last night It was very thrilling and entrancing The world became a place so filled with light And in my dream Jews everywhere were dancing Because Mashiach had arrived Peace and love began to thrive No more war, no more hate A time to celebrate a Since long ago at Har Sinai, Chaverim Ko Yisroel. Mishe Asanisim, Asanisim Lavoteinu, Vegaalotam, Meavdut Lecheru. Hashem, we beg of you, please make this dream come true. By now it's surely no, we just can't do it on our own. And though for centuries we've waited patiently. Our joy will be so strong 
so wrong I think deep down they knew it all along because Mashiach had arrived peace and love began to thrive the whole world came to storm our gates but there's no gators it's too late ah, 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 ah. and for the first time my oh my since long ago at high Sinai Hashem we beg of you please make this dream Journeys, volume number five, with the opening selection. Chave Rim Ko Yisrael, featuring Benny Friedman. Journeys five, like all the Journeys, amazing, legendary albums, are the work of the legendary A.B. Rottenberg, who is with us live via telephone. A.B., an absolute pleasure and honor to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Uh, thank you so much, Nachum. It's really great to be back. It's great to hear your voice. I appreciate and, that. Uh, I, I, I understand you've uh, you've had some health challenges <laughs> recently, but your voice sounds as great as ever. I Let appreciate that. that. It's been a couple of rough months, but I appreciate that. We've tried to stay as strong as possible oh voice-wise. A.B., uh, you know, you can't just release an album. You know, whether it's 12 years, 14 years, 20 years, it doesn't matter. You can't just release an album and then sit back and, you know, take in all the uh, wonderful reaction from everybody. It seems that when Journeys comes out, whether it's one or two or three or four or now five, there's always got to be analysis going on out there. There's always has to be Rashi and Tosfos that people are wondering about, thinking about, analyzing when it comes to your albums, which, by the way, I think, frankly, is a compliment to you. But I was thinking back. I was thinking back to the uh, to all the different Journeys collections. Um, the the introduction of Journeys one, you know, the very first one with, of course, you know how how dear that album is to us because mm. it, it, we had a role in popularizing its time oh, to, yes. time to oh, say yeah. good Shabbos, which continues to be after thirty eight years the the theme here at the end of the week. Journeys two, I think, had a certain personality that people. Some people were frustrated by, and others, you know, felt you know were, were were, and for others, it warmed their heart, and that was the seriousness of the album, right? There, there were a couple of lighthearted selections on that, but there was a, there was a lot of serious stuff on Journeys too, another, yes. another amazing collection. Then on three, 
there's a <laughs> this is this is where the whole thing explodes because <laughs> this is where people start you know wondering about if the if the things that are happening in the atheist convention song could actually happen and if the Joe DiMaggio's card song is a real story or not that drove people nuts about whether mm-hmm. Joe DiMaggio's card was a real story or not I mean right. th- that was worse than the Ninth Man which also had that element to it about you know whether whether AB's referring to something that actually happened or that that could have happened you know in that era. Uh, back in New York City. So that was the, you know, th- that was Journeys 3 and of course, you know, had its own personality. And then I noticed, you know, it's it's obvious you started this one, Journeys 5, the brand new one with a song about togetherness, a song about unity, Haverim. And frankly, you've gone in this direction before based on my analysis. I'm yelling at everybody for doing analysis and I'm doing it more than anybody else. <laughs> and that is because if you think about it, Journeys 4 started with the band and the band was a selection that really was about unity, togetherness, and you know, getting together, so to speak. You'd agree with that, right? Yes, yes. Well, and, about Mashiach, about Mashiach right. coming and, and, and bringing Kal Yisrael together. So it's no if, shock. If, if you think about Chaverim Kal Yisrael, uh, I can tell you where that the the idea germinated from. Sure. Is you know we say we say on 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 when we bench for Shabbos. This Shabbos. This Shabbos. Right. So we say. Um, so so it's a prayer and and it's usually sung. And uh, I think there are a bunch of songs out there to the words Chaverim Kol Yisrael. But if you think about it uh, on a little bit of a deeper level, it's not a it's not a very happy uh, prayer because right. it seems to be impl- implying that that uh, there's this Misha Asani Simlavosena, the one who did miracles for us in the past, who Yigalosano, he will uh, redeem us again in the future. He'll bring us together, and then only then. And as we need this this unifying power of Mashiach to bring us together, because for some reason we just can't do it on our own. Right. So, so this dream of, of Mashiach coming and, and being the king of, of, of the Jews and, and bringing peace to the world and all of those side benefits, there's another fringe benefit of, of tremendous import. And that is the one where he brings the Jewish people together. And that's the focus of that song. Yeah, 100%. And uh, again, because of the, um, I, I mean, you could tell us why. You know, you probably, I would assume that generally speaking, you debate for, you know, quite a while about what should open an album. Maybe this was obvious to you that this had to be the opener. What, what did, did this immediately jump to the top because of the theme? Or was this part of a discussion about what should open Journeys 5? You know what? That was probably one of the last, you know, one of the last things we discussed. Uh, it's 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 never a good idea to to think about that until you have all your songs and then really all your mixes. You never know how a song's going to come out, how it's going to, uh, so to speak, jump off the jump off the glass on the CD or today, you know, jump off <laughs> jump off the cloud, right. whatever it is today, wherever music is. It's 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 we we decided at the last minute as as with the cover design and all those things. Could this... we were th- we were thinking for a while perhaps of you know of picking one of the songs and and putting it on the cover. And yeah, we just decided. You know, we had journeys one, two, three, and four. We called this journeys five and 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 moved on. Uh, A. B. Rottenberg with us, a legend himself. Now, uh, I mean, could this song musically? have been on Journeys 2 or 3? Like, is this a 2022 style? You know, nobody knows music like you do. 
uh, and I'm always curious about this, and I'm I'm an, I'm an outsider when it comes to this. I can't write, I can't arrange. I'm always I marvel at people who can uh, do those things. Is this in a style that that could have been introduced 20 years ago, or this is really very current and 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 really only could belong on this volume of Journeys? That's funny you should ask. This particular song for Chaveim Kol Yisrael was probably written around the turn of the century, and I'm not talking about between the 20th and the <laughs> 21st. I'm talking about between the the um, around the 1900s. The song is a, is a is a is a march. It's a march song. It's got Hasidic. Uh, it has Hasidic uh, flavor to it. I just took out some of the like da 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 dum bum bum. So in the original, it's da 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 dum 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 da 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 da. So that part I took out the some of the Hasidic. Uh, movements and 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 extra uh, marching uh, flavor of the song I took out, but it's a song written many 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 years ago, Interesting. and uh, I adapted it for for these words. So you made it a 2022 selection, I guess we could call sort of, it. yeah, sort of sort of streamlined it a little bit and made it more palatable for the for the current for today's ear. Did you ever think not not to be negative, but I'm curious? Did you ever think there wouldn't be a Journeys Five? Because as years go on and people want to continue projects, it gets harder and harder as the as the time you know starts to expire. Um, did you did did you fear or did you think that this may just may never happen? Absolutely. Uh, for a long time after Journeys Four, I I I, I really hit uh, hit a wall in terms of composing and most of the songs. Um, on this album are from the last two three years right you know there's uh, lucky fingers max which is an old right. song and and nothing in your life those were both songs that i had in my in my back pocket lucky fingers was recorded many years ago by gershon Verova, sure. but i knew i wanted to do my own version of it right um and that was always on my on sort of on my bucket list to do and nothing in your life was a song, also as well that I just you know needed the right vocalist to do and 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 get it out there. And Mordechai Shapiro did a wonderful job with that song. But other than those two songs, I really had nothing for many many years. And my children, ironically, uh, I have some very talented uh, children, and they brought some songs to me, and they were of the caliber that that I said, wow, these are really great songs for another, for for another journeys and they got me off off the couch off the schneid and i started to realize that if i don't write something soon you know i'm going to be the one outside looking in without a composition or two of my own so what credit do they get i mean are, are your kids responsible for comp- actual compositions on this album for uh, five five songs wow. on the album are from three of my children interesting that's pretty cool must be a very satisfying feeling for you Frankly, it's very satisfying, but 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 more than that, it puts because, the pressure on because right? some of the most meaningful songs on the album are for my children. So, two of the songs about the Holocaust, one is for my youngest daughter, and wow. uh, called "From the Ashes," right. which uh, the Maccabees sing, and right. uh, along with me, and it's a song about honoring the uh, Holocaust survivors for rebuilding our world, for rebuilding the Jewish communities around the world, even after all they've been through, and it's a result of her growing up with grandparents who were Holocaust survivors, being very close to them, seeing their refusal to quit, and to give in to despair, and, and, and to look back, and, and quite the opposite, only look forward, grow, grow their community, grow their families, and, and made a big impact on her. And then my, uh, my son Hananya wrote uh, the song My Little Town, which is sung by Shulam Lemmer so wonderfully, and it's also just a mind-blowing song about about the impact of, of, of 
of what was done to the Jewish world and to the Jewish communities uh, by by the Nazis, Yimach Shemam, and 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 in in six minutes you get this sense of, of what was lost because he he writes about the the suffering and the pain of being the only survivor, but then he takes you back on a journey through life in the shtetl and what life was like and. And him watching his sister getting engaged to his best friend in a wedding scene, and, and you re- recreate, relive the vibrancy of Jewish life, and then to realize again at the end of the song that it was all taken away. We'll get to some of these songs, folks. Don't worry. The legendary A.B. Rottenberg is with us live via telephone. So, I mean, does Journey's fight, and I don't know if this is important at all because you may never have considered this for some reason. I, I I always think about it when I think of Journeys, each album having its own personality. Is, is there a word to describe Journeys 5 with all the seriousness that you just described in the songs that your kids wrote and and you know and and the and even on the on the more upbeat songs the serious messages that they have. Is there a I don't know, is there an adjective or a or a description where you would say this is the personality of this album? I'd say the personality of Journeys 5. First of all, it's much longer. We have <clears throat> there are 14 cuts plus a small tribute for Moshe Yes, right. Bracha. But but you know, with 14 songs, you're going to have a, a wide variety. And I think what's what's good about what's nice about Journeys Five is really there is no it, it, you don't get settled in. You don't settle in and say, well, hey, I expect this to. Every song takes you in a different direction. So that's that's what I would say. Right. The, the personality of Journeys Five is it's it's variety. One of the I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. yeah variety both musically as well as thematically. One of the things you and I have discussed a million times is casting. You take casting very, very seriously. If someone, if you asked Benny Friedman to do the opening song that we just played, Chaveirim, it's because you felt he would do the best job of anybody out there, and that it was, and that his voice matched with the message. Right? It's not just the doing a good job; it's the voice matching with the message. Correct? Well. You know, it's been really so. Many, <clears throat> excuse me, so many years since since I've been, uh, I guess, so to speak, in the limelight uh, regarding Jewish music, and 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 in these past eighteen years since Journey's Four, I mean, so much has changed. Uh, first of all, the, the 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 style of music, the the whole, the industry has changed so much. I mean, you more than anyone, you're you're sitting in the driver's seat and watching the growth of, of, of Jewish music, the phenomenal growth, and the amount of wonderful, wonderful performers who are out there with, with wide followings. And, and, and I just said, I, you know, I have to take advantage of it. If, if these people will come and sing for me, and, and, and they all agreed to do so, uh, so wonderfully. Not you know, surprisingly. Everybody I asked. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm sure they, they were honored to do so. And, and, you know, and they took... And, and I'm pretty, you know, pretty tough guy in the studio in terms of trying to get the sound that I'm looking for, and I'll, I'll work people hard. And the, the time they put in, and the effort, and the and the willingness to work with myself and Donnie uh, so carefully and closely was just a breath of fresh air. But the talent—it's just so amazing. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, and starting and with Benny and, and going through all the way right. through the album is just amazing, amazing talent. And this out is there not to, and this is not to disparage anybody from prior eras because plenty of people in prior eras did this as well. But the ones that are really staying at the top of their game are working so hard to do it. And they're not, you know, they're not mailing it in, and they're not taking it for granted. They are working on their craft and improving constantly, which is really nice to see. Frankly, it could be the pressure, or the competition, or just the nature of the industry at this point. 
Uh, but they're working very hard to uh, to keep their talents as honed as possible. All right, I got I got another casting question to ask you. We got to do some of the music this morning here at JNM. If you don't mind, one of the songs that's made a real impact on this audience is the uh, the one done by Mordechai Shapiro, "Nothing in Your Life." Could you give us a uh, uh, Could you give us a a brief overview of the message on this one? Well, uh, you know, it's a profoundly Jewish message. I mean, we we believe, and uh, famously, they asked Rabbi Yisrael Salanter once, uh, you know, what 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 should a person do with his life? And you know, rather than say, you know, sit and learn Torah or or you know, or daven, or the, he said, be a good person, help others. Right. Uh, and he brought brought sukkim and 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 and, and medrashim to 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 support his view. And that's very much what being a Jew is all about: thinking about others caring about others, devoting your life to, to not just to yourself, uh, looking outward as, as opposed to inward. And it's a universal message. And, and you know, without one word in Hebrew, uh, we, we say that in nothing in your life will, will be more meaningful to you than giving of yourself to help another. And, and this is the way it, uh, it came together. And Mordechai does a wonderful job. We unofficially kicked off our JM in the AM um, uh it takes two chesed campaign for the month of Nisan this morning, even though it's still the 20th of Adar 2. And boy, does this song fit right in with that message. A.B. Rottenberg, the legend himself, is with us live via telephone. We're celebrating the release of Journeys Volume Number 5 on a new music alert Wednesday at JM and the AM. Here it is. It's called Nothing in Your Life, featuring Mordechai Shapiro with the lead vocal. You're listening to JM and the AM. the sweetest song scale the highest mountain don't get me wrong these are wonderful things even significant things you can strive for wealth fame and success and trust I'll think of you no less these are wonderful things even significant things Mordechai Shapiro, Nothing in Your Life, Journeys, Volume Number 5. The one and only A.B. Rottenberg is with us live via telephone as we explore the brand new album and do our little uh, new music alert Wednesday here at JM in the AM. Um, pretty amazing. Malcolm, I think there was you know, one point I'd, I'd also like to make, uh, what we were discussing before, is that in the, in the last 20 years, 25 years, 
I mean, so many of our singers, so many of the of the wonderful and talented vocalists who who represent Jewish music are singing in English in, right. in our part of the world. Right. As as in Eretz Yisrael, uh, people are singing original lyrics today, right. and Yishai Ribo and all those other right. wonderful artists are writing their own words and and and. Uh, Exposing and, and and presenting their their inner feelings and their hearts with with original lyrics, and that's such a change because back in the day, you know, in the sixties, seventies, eighties, even nineties, David Amelech was, was the composer. <laughs> it, it was David Amelech. It was his lyrics, or or from the Siddur, or or Yossi Green took it to you know to into Midrashim and Gemaras, and he expanded the genre. But really, today there is so much. And they're so much better at it, and they're, they're well, so that's much more it. natural in, in, at it. In order for it to succeed, you need great lyricists, and that's one thing this era has. There's some really quality lyricists. But I was more reluctant back in the day when I started writing to, to, to send out those songs. I, I didn't feel necessarily that every every uh, Jewish singer could, could represent English as, as well as they did, you know, Psukim. Right. But today, I'm much more comfortable. There's just so much more quality. People have the understanding how to present a song, how to sing it in the vernacular that will be uh, absorbed by the audience in, in, in the right way. Well, I would also say at this point, there are probably people listening right now who are clamoring to let you know they want to hear your interpretation of additional David Amelech selections as well, frankly. <laughs> so so don't, don't, don't gravitate only to the English, because I know there are Agreed. a lot of, there are a lot Agreed. of people. Agreed, 100%. I, you know, I still love to write a, a niggin and hopefully still have some you know, some bullets left in the in the gun to, to, to come up with to come up with some some good in the gun. And what are we up to? Jamaicans were up to volume six, right? The next the next would be yeah, seven. Yeah, we're right? talking. We're talking. It's just we're so spread out. It's hard to get together. Yeah. So, but we but, but I have been talking to label a little bit lately, and hopefully one of these days we'll we'll be able to do something together. It's funny because uh, today it's so easy for you know for people to create albums and and work remotely because you know. Uh, ten minutes later, sure. the, tr the track you just worked on is sitting in someone else's inbox. Uh, right. But as you said, sometimes there is just a need to collaborate and to get the machine going, to rev things up by actually getting together and, and wor working on a project together. A.B. Rottenberg is with us live via telephone. I asked you about casting before. And w with all the people you've worked with, I and I I I've said this to you in different contexts in the past, it is amazing how you utilize the, the late, great Moshe Yes um, on specific selections. I mean, when I think of Pesach Blues, which, by the way, is a perfect today's a perfect day to play it. Someone told me I didn't even, you know, our, our wonderful late friend Mayor Weingarten of Blessed Memory used to do the Purim show. Used to do the Purim show every year, and um, and someone and of course I never heard it. The reason he did it every year was I could be with my family on Purim. And someone told me this morning that he would end the Purim show with Pesach Blues, <laughs> you know, getting everybody into the paddock after the after the great after the great morning of Mishloach Manos, getting everybody into That's the paddock. Right. So that was right. Moshe Yes, who of course you know imitates or plays the role of a Jewish woman in that song, you know, lamenting that that Pesach, you know, tongue in cheek, of course. Well, I'll tell you an anecdote. You know, he was living in Montreal at the time when I when I asked him to come in uh, from Montreal to Toronto to record. Uh, journeys, journeys two, and he sang the Rebbe of Lublin and the Pesach Blues. So right. Those were the two songs right. that I had in mind for him to sing, right. and I taught him the songs in the studio. Again, it wasn't like we had email in those days, and sending a cassette, you know, beforehand really didn't make a difference. Moshe was quick on the uptake, and I could teach him a song in fifteen minutes in the studio, so I didn't bother to send him the songs. <laughs> and when he got to the studio. 
and he looked at the line, and he said, but I just happened to be, well, he said, I'm not singing that, but I just happened to be a woman. Right. So that's the second line in the song. Right. So I said, Moshe, I said, I picked you because there's nobody in Jewish music who sounds less like a woman than you. <laughs> <laughs> and he agreed to sing it. That's great. Anyway. Um, in addition to that, I mean, he was the voice on The Ninth Man, right? He was The Ninth Man. sang it all over the world, sure. And And I... When I think of Moshe, yes, I don't even know if uh, anybody out there, well, I shouldn't say it that way because there are plenty of people who are Mavenim when it comes to the Journeys collection. I think of There's No Place Like Home. Remember the song There's No Place Like Home? Sure, sure. I don't know, A.B., that was, to me, that was one of the most poignant selections, and he, of course, is the is the vocalist on it. And, and, and it was his story. It really was his story because he did travel the world and he did look at alternative religions and he was a searching person. Who, who didn't have access to, to, to authentic Yiddish guy, you know, in his youth. And he ended up you know, coming to Jerusalem, and, and, he, and he discovered that God is alive and well and living there, So as he wrote in one of his songs. Yeah. So he, he very much was the perfect person to sing that so song. With all, I mean, look, you've dealt with a million artists, and we've discussed and we've mentioned a lot of their names this morning. But I don't know, to me, it always seems there was some, something special between me, between you and him. That there was just a connection, or I don't know if you appreciated his vast, you know, variety of musical ability, or what he brought to the table because he came from, you know, a different background and therefore probably had skills or you know experience in music that others did not have in the industry. Am I right that there was just something between well, the two of you that connected? Sure. Just, just, just think about the 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 song "Ain't No Bishop in a Cleishly Sheet." Right now, that's but, your song. <laughs> It's 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 Moshe's song. Moshe wrote the chorus. Moshe wrote the chorus. He has a song called "Ain't No Bishul and Cliche." It wasn't one of his most well-known or popular. But we songs. always played it. It was on a cassette called "Shabbos on My Mind." We always played "Ain't No okay, Bishul." So I was so it's thrilled. Moshe's song, but I adapted it. I changed. I changed it. I made it a little bit more. Uh, I explained it a little bit more. I brought in Rav Moshe Feinstein, whose sock it was. And, but but I just could imagine in my own mind, Moshe. Uh, as a recent Balchuva, going to Yish, going to a shear in Eishat Torah, sitting there with a hundred other or fifty other bo- uh, young men, you know, from all kinds of backgrounds, mm-hmm. and the Rebbe's getting up and giving a halacha shear in Hilchas Shabbos, <laughs> and he's saying Kli Rishon, Kli Sheni, but Kli Shlishi, there's no Bishul. Really, ain't no, ain't no Bishul in it, and it's percolating in his mind, and it's cooking, even though there's no Bishul in Kli Shlishi. That song is cooking in his mind while he's sitting there listening. He goes home, goes back to his dorm, and picks up his guitar and starts strumming away. Literally, and that was his creative juice and his his the 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 way, the the whimsical way he would look at things, and 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 he has that in many of his songs. And I just wanna wanna keep that keep that going a little bit longer and keep that alive with the audience, the Jewish audience, and 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 thankfully, you know, we we were able to put that song together, and we got Tali, yes, his son, to sing it. And, and and how would wonderful. you? Not that it's a fair comparison. And 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 Tali's the one of his is the one of his children that we have some connection to because of the involvement in Jewish music. I mean, how, how would you compare him to his father? Or it's completely <laughs> completely different. Like, or what? like like much of 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 today's you know today's artists, uh, in some ways they put us to shame. They're so much more flexible. They 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 take voice lessons. They 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 they're they're. they're professionally trained in, in the instruments they play. So he's serious. Tali S. is serious at this. He is serious. He's very, very, very talented. 
and his father would be so proud of him. Got to get, got to get him on the. I got to get him on the air just to reminisce with him about some of my experiences with his father, which were amazing and incredible. I mean, I'll tell you another anecdote about that time. Moshe came from from Montreal, so Moshe was a big. uh, Moshe was was a Lubavitcher chassid. He was a very very serious Lubavitcher chassid. He loved the Rebbe dearly and was very close to Chabad. And back in those days, you know, we didn't spend a lot of money on our recordings. We, 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 we didn't have the budget for it. We didn't make enough sales to do that. So I told Moshe, he says, what are you going to pay me to come in and sing two songs in the studio? I said, $500 plus I'll, I'll pay for your plane ticket. Mm-hmm. He said, no, I don't want to fly. I'm going to take the train. Anyway, he comes in, takes the train, takes out the receipt. I take out my checkbook. Moshe, what was it? He takes out the, the train ticket, round-trip ticket. Two hundred and seventy dollars. I gave him a check for seven seventy, and he was in heaven. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> the next best thing is having a phone number that ends in seven seventy. <laughs> That's right, right, right. He was just so excited. He said, "There's going to be bracha in your project. It's going to be benched." He did. By the way, am I right? Now that you mentioned the train, was he the voice on Ride the Train? I think he so. was uh, one of the voices. One of the voices. He, that, right. that he didn't solo, but right. he certainly, you know, he certainly added to that. Unbelievable. All right, uh, let's do this. Uh, Tali, yes, on uh, Ain't No Bishel and a Cleachly She. Uh, those of you who have not yet gotten Journeys Volume Number 5, get it. Uh, you, will be, uh, you will be very, very satisfied, to say the least. If you've been waiting all these years for a Journeys 5, uh, all we could say is it's worth the wait. It has been worth the wait. Uh, here it is, brand new, JM in the AM. <laughs> Confident and resolute Not much in life is absolute How the future will unfold Who will win the Super Bowl But in the Igreis Meisha's view One thing you can be sure is true And he wrote it unequivocally There ain't no Bishel in a Cleachly She Ain't no Bishel in a Cleachly She Ain't no Bishel in a Cleachly She Try for all eternity. There ain't no Bishop in a Cleachly Sheen. Cleary Show, Cleachy. Well, there's a different case to see. I could say with positivity. There ain't no Bishop in a Cleachly Sheen. Don't take much to conclude This world has little certitude In years past, high fat could kill Now it's a diet pill There are at least two sides in each debate And stocks will always fluctuate But he wrote that it's guaranteed There ain't no Bishel in a Cleachly She Ain't no Bishel in a Cleachly She Ain't no Bishel in a Cleachly She You can try for all eternity but there ain't no Bishel in a Cleachly Sheen. Cleary Show, Cliche Well, that's a different case, you see. It's an inescapability. Yeah. There ain't no Bishel in a Cleachly Sheen. Why this is so, I know not. 
Food in that bowl sure seems hot. That's no cause to make a fuss. It's all about in whom you trust. Rev Moisha said that it's a fact. Not the farmer's almanac. And that's sure good enough for me. There ain't no Bishel in a Cleachly She. Ain't no Bishel in a Cleachly She. Ain't no Bishel in a Cleachly She. Ain't no drive for all eternity. There ain't no Bishel in a Cleachly She. Cleachly Show. Cleachly. I don't use those for my teeth. It's an inevitability. Ain't no Bishel. In a cleachly she. There it is, Journeys Volume Number Five, Ain't No Bishel. <laughs> talk, talk about a song that needs additional explanation for a lot of people out there. I'm saying to myself, for those not uh, not familiar with this whole concept of cliche she we really got to give a little tutorial ab rottenberg is with us a legend himself uh i, I mean as you said i mean there's a uh, uh certainly a uh, a great resemblance in the voices between tolly and his father and you know what i remember about moshe yes more than anything when he would be on stage and i have the opportunity to see you know from a unique angle i get to see everybody perform you know from the side so to speak when i'm on stage with them and i i, I would see him with that guitar sitting there and i'm sure you you can envision exactly what i'm talking about and it was effortless. It was just effortless. It, it reminds me, you know, I once stood in center field in a major ball in a major league ballpark, and all I did was look up and say, "How on earth does an outfielder how, how are they able to, in a second to gauge the fly ball to make it look easy as they do?" And of course, it takes practice tens of thousands of times of doing that one thing. And that's what it reminded me of that he was so, his skills were so honed, and his um and. and and his, uh, um, uh, he, he was just so good at it that to me, yeah. to the average person, it looked effortless. And I could you only. Well, that's the fascination. <clears throat> it's the fascination we all have with, with the arts and with sports and with, with anything really that we find difficult for ourselves and see somebody else do effortlessly. It's, there's a fascination that we have. I'm the same way when it comes to, to people who can draw and, right. and, 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 and do beautiful art. I mean, I'm so, I could barely write, you know, draw a straight line. So. It's it's a fascination we have, and it and it just blows us away. Do when you we can't do something? Who did you or did someone else arrange these songs for the album? Well, I, I worked very closely with Donnie Gross, who's today one of Jewish music's uh, most uh, prolific uh, producers. Uh, he's also a musician and a, uh, and a studio engineer, which is one of the interesting uh, facets. We could do everything at Donnie's. Do the, we right. could write the arrangement. We could more or less have have the arrangements done and and and, and manipulate the the notes uh, on his computer and, and and record the songs. All the vocalists in the New York area are familiar with his studio and and work there. And you know he's a young man, obviously you know much much younger than I am, but um, <clears throat> he grew up enjoying Journeys and 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 Aish and those kind of albums. And it was a pleasure working with him. Amazing. Very, very talented young so, man. So, so you, do you marvel at great arrangements, or you've been involved in so many, it's like you know, catching a ball in center field for you? I still marvel when I hear something align. It uh, doesn't have to be a full arrangement. You can just hear a, you hear a small interlude or just a, an orchestration of certain instruments uh, blending together in, in this beautiful sound that sometimes you can't even define it with words, but it just takes you to another place. and 
Leib Yaakov arranged three of the songs on the album, uh, My Little Town. Uh, he worked on Journey at Sea and The Ring. So those are three songs with the amazing Leib Yaakov from Eretz Yisrael. We He's sent out some of the arrangements to him. Uh, uh, Lucky Fingers Max was arranged by Yaron Gershavsky. Yaron plays piano in many of the songs on the album because he, he again, he we, we, we would send him the song with a basic uh, piano track and say, Here's the song. It's already sung. Avram Fried sang on it. I sang a song. Uh, somebody else sang a song. We would send him the song, and he would learn the song and get the feel of the, the message or the feel of the emotion in the song. And then we brought him back to the studio to play, and we, f- we felt very strongly that that added a lot to the, to the emotion in the piano pieces. So uh, there, there are many ways to, to, to do an album. There's so many different creative uh, processes today that that can be utilized and i think we we were able to to do a lot of good things and we we took we we took our time we didn't rush there were no deadlines we didn't say it had to be out by a certain date we wanted to get it right and i think we did uh we're getting to the point of this conversation where i have to ask you what you want to feature ab is there a song that you'd like to uh make sure to get on the air during this conversation and tell us a little bit about um well, uh, my oldest daughter um, wrote a song called The Secret, which is uh, also a song very much for today, but it has a, an important message, the, the message of Hazorim Bidima Berina Yiktsoru. We just yeah. talked about you know, the album taking many years yeah. till, till, we got the, uh, till we got the songs, and then even after we had those songs, it took many years to record, get the right people, the right instruments, the right the arrangers. So we put in the time, we put in the extra effort. Those who plant with tears, they will reap with joy because the extra effort you put into anything, and it's a, a, a lesson, a message to all of us today, especially to, to, to young, to, to the youth out there. You know, if they expect to be great in anything, but to be able to do it by pointing and clicking, it's just not going to work. You have to put in the time, you have to put in the effort. And using the um, the chevra out in California, the eighth day chevra to sing it was just such a joy because they 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 understood the song and they sang it with such uh, such quality and such verve as is their style with all their work. Yeah. AB, a- AB, why'd they make it? How'd they make it in this industry? I remember when they, <laughs> when they were first introduced to me by uh, Avram Fried and others, uh, you know, b- both relatives and fans in the in the industry, we were told, you know, have an open mind because you're going to realize that these guys are are great at what they do. Sure enough, they've, they've become a major hit, both in terms of recordings and live. Uh, but, but you and I know it doesn't always happen. You and I know that groups that are off the beaten path or artists that are off the beaten path, you know, sometimes suffer for that and they're not able to, to garner the type of popularity the eighth day has. Why are they successful, in your opinion? Uh, there's always a smile on their faces. Uh, that's what I think. I mean, they sing, they, and they sing, express themselves well. They have deep themes, but they also have a very, very nice um, blend of, of depth as well as, as just joy, and, and, and that's always a good combination. Yeah, amen to that. All right, here's the song, everybody. It's, uh, it features Eighth Day. It's called The Secret. It's on the brand-new Journeys, volume number five. A.B. Rottenberg on a new music alert Wednesday at JM in the AM. My grandmother whispered a secret to me And placed something soft in my hands I crafted this scarf 
for you, my dear child. My love for you's in every strand. But setting each stitch and knitting the rose with patterns to form a design takes passion and skill, the will to create, and hours and hours of time. Hazorim, bidima, bidina, bidina, ikzoru, bidina, na, 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 bidina, ikzoru, hazorim. Father whispered a secret to me and showed me his old violin. As you would with a feather, pick up the bow, place the instrument under your chin. If you wish to bring forth its heavenly sound, play music both haunting and sweet. Be ready to give. Your heart and your soul, and the crowd will rise up on its feet. Hazorim, bidima, bidina, bidina, itzoru, bidina, na, 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 bidina, itzoru. Hazorim, bidima, bidina, bidina, itzoru, bidina, itzoru. My Rebbe. To me, as he looked deep in my eyes. Whenever you learn, always search for the truth, and don't ever compromise. If you roll up your sleeves and put in the time, review it again and again. I promise you, after the sweat and the tears. You'll be dancing with joy in the end. It's called The Secret. Features eighth day on Journeys Volume Number 5, Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. Final minutes with A.B. Rottenberg. The legend himself is with us. We are recommending Journeys 5 to the entire world. How do you like that? Yeah, it's quite an endorsement, quite an approbation. How do you like that? A.B., uh, in addition to, uh, I know that you know there's some... Uh, actual, you know, real CDs out there, and uh, uh, and that's one of the ways people can purchase. But I'm assuming, in terms of streaming services, is this everywhere yet? Like, what's the story with where Journey's Five? Well, we've yet to release it to the streaming services. Yeah. We we want to encourage people to get a hard copy, and whether it's a CD or we we call them music cards. We we uh, we brought in uh, these uh, little credit cards which have a USB stick, which is removable, and they're very convenient. Keep the you can keep the uh, album in your wallet or in your car. And the the tab stays uh, together with the card. The back of the card has the songs and cool. the names of the songs. So um, we're encouraging people to do that or to download it. They can download it on iTunes or mostly music. Um, uh, we will release it soon to the streaming services as well. But I would encourage the audience that you know when they do listen to Journeys, um, it's not background music. It's not something that you you know simply turn on and listen to in the uh, you know with the music playing in the background. 
get yourself a, a, a you know quiet corner of your house. Hopefully, you'll have you know seventy five minutes of time. It's seventy five minutes of music, and uh, you know uh, find find a quiet place, listen to the songs, think about them, uh, listen to to them together with your family, and talk about them. Um, you know, we hope that these become talking points for discussion and for for hashkafa and for people to to grow and and to to take the music and. Listen, there's a beautiful combination between an idea when it's couched in music. It can last with you longer. It can make a, have a deeper meaning. It can take you to a place that no words or, or speech can do. That's the magic of music, and, and hopefully people will, will enjoy and grow and, and, uh, and not just look at the songs on Journey as, as being something that entertains them for a few minutes, but something that hopefully will uh, lead to, to thinking and growth. Oh, I hear that. You know, I was looking at the track listing from the very, very first journeys, and I'm I'm saying to myself, I wonder what the kids of today, um, you know, what they relate to. And of course, you know, I remember when my kids uh, introduced me to the song "The Ninth Man." You know, they were shocked mm-hmm. that I do it. You know, <laughs> right. which is funny right. when you think of that. And obviously, it's time to say good Shabbos. You know, when people discovered it, that's where it's from. It's like, wow, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that that's the answer to a good trivia question. But I got to tell you the funniest moment for me in terms of the last 40 years of journeys when my kids as they were getting older said to me you gotta hear this song it is so great it sums it all up and of course they were talking about the shadchan <laughs> it sums when they got to that point in their life yep exactly <laughs> and I, dad dad have you ever heard this before it like, it like it like tells the whole story i go yeah not only did i hear it i heard it before i was married how do you like that you know? <laughs> There's also a song on the album called Baruch Hashem, it's Shabbos. Right. And, um, you know, Shabbos, you know, for, for someone like you, you're up every day early <laughs> early in the morning to, to, to do your show, and you're working, you have a show in the evening, and you're, you're working and working. Shabbos, the, more you, the older you get, Shabbos becomes more and more of a blessing, and we try to capture that feeling and flavor of Baruch Hashem, it's Shabbos, and and we did a, a cross-marketing campaign with uh, with the Royal Wine Company, with Kedem, right. and they're doing this Baruch Hashem at Shabbos campaign uh, all, all over uh, in, in the magazines, and they've been doing it for a while. I actually got the idea of the song from them. Wow! Yeah, they 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 uh, they called me up and asked me if I could write a song to those words Baruch Hashem at Shabbos. And, That's cool. And uh, it like I'm sitting there in the, in this meeting with them, and I'm kicking myself under the table. Like I said, Rottenberg, why didn't you think of that on your own? <laughs> You know, what, like, why would you have to come to a... That's con- such a great idea. What a beautiful way to express, you know, what Shabbos means to us, especially today with all the Baruch Hashem songs. Right. And anyway, it's, it's, it's just been a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, experience for me uh, coming back after all these years and, and getting back in the saddle and, and working hard on an album. Well, I'll tell you that uh, it's to all of our benefit, to say the least. Thank you so uh, much. Your repertoire, your resume, it's not mm-hmm. just Journeys. There's so much else that you've given us over the years. But to uh, add to the Journeys collection uh, as as listeners, to add to our Journeys collection and have you do that for us has been a wonderful experience and a very, very big boost for so many people uh, who love Jewish music. So kudos to you. In fact, I will wrap up with the Baruch Hashem at Shabbos selection now that you mention it. And uh, and thank you again, AB. And uh, and thank you for having me, Nachum. And, and keep up your wonderful work promoting promoting our craft and 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 you know helping us do what we do in, in such a wonderful way. Bez a hundred and mit gesund.
I appreciate that very much. And for those wondering, Joe DiMaggio's card is not a true story. <laughs> Thank you so by much. By the way, awesome. by the way, that's another one that my kids over the years, you know, have you ever heard this song? You know, <laughs> Yeah, I'm familiar with it. We, I, and we've asked every question about it as well. A.B., thanks so much, and continued Hatzlacha. Oh, man, thank you so much. The legendary A.B. Rottenberg, Journeys 5, new music alert Wednesday. It's J.M. in the A.M. is the fate of all mankind No one can avoid the bustle and the grind Rushing to meetings Closing the deal On the phone, on the road Buying, selling, spinning wheels It's easy to lose balance Chasing money and success But there's a special treasure With which we have been blessed And as each day passes, joy fills the air Waiting for the moment to stand up and declare Baruch Hashem For six days every week We work hard and struggle Just to make ends meet But once out of seven We all become kings Who greet Shabbos Amalco By rising up to sing As we learn and pray Tension When I hear the boss, I jump Too shop to go to school I'm always parking by a pump But all of the worry Goes down the drain When my wife and children join me In singing very
Thomas is the day we get to catch our breath. Making sure our lives have purpose with meaning and with depth. Hashem loves us, knows just what we need. So let these words be on the lips of every single year. There it is, brand new. My thanks to A.B. Rottenberg. Baruch Hashem at Shabbos. That was my conversation with A.B. Rottenberg. Art Scroll, Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowitz from Art Scroll joined us recently to discuss some of the recent releases and what's available now before Pesach. Check out this interview, Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowitz, a recent guest on JM and the AM. Here he is on JM Rewind on the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, we get an opportunity every once in a while to speak to Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowitz. Uh, he and everybody at Art Scroll are responsible for so many amazing things that are coming out. And now it's, you know, just a couple of weeks before Pesach. You can imagine there's things to talk about and things to update people about uh, on this Thursday morning. Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowitz and I remind everybody that when you go to artscroll.com, uh, if you hear something today in this conversation you want to order, if you're on the website you want to order something, you know the rule. We established this rule here at this, uh, at this program. Always use promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com. You want a great discount. You want free shipping. Always use promo code radio. Again, always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowicz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Great to speak to you. There's so much going on. By the way, um, I'm, I'm, I'm only half kidding when I say this. Has a discussion already begun about a biography of Chaim Kanievsky, or is that something that uh, you, you guys will likely not pursue? We will definitely pursue it. Reb Chaim, the Zavracha, was very close to us, encouraged us along the way with all our projects. And although there are so many stories out there already, and everyone's reading about Reb Chaim, and, you know, it's one of those gedolim, it doesn't happen too often that someone is nifter, passes away, and everyone really feels that they lost a piece of themselves. Yeah. He connected with everyone in Amisrael. We will definitely be doing a biography. Uh, we actually had in the works, Nachum, I don't know if you saw it on the website yet, but we already went to print. It was all scheduled to go. A storybook for young teens, we'll call it. Let's say 10, 11, 12, 13-year-olds. A storybook of Reb Chaim Kanievsky and Yabad Ben Chaim Lechaim of Gershon Edelstein, which is going to be in the bookstores before next Shabbos. Oh, wow. So that's something people should note. They'll find that on the website. They'll find it in bookstores. And obviously, as you said, down the road, there'll be a biography. Uh, please, God. Um, well, I mean, the big there are a lot of big stories when it comes to uh, Art Scroll, especially this time of year. Uh, let's start with one of the big stories, and that is the uh, incredible completion. And we say Mazel Tov, as you and everybody in Klai Yisrael celebrates the completion of the monumental 51-volume English Schottenstein edition Talmud Yerushalmi. Now, we'll just assume for a moment that most people are familiar with the fact that there's a Babylonian Talmud and a Jerusalem Talmud. The Bavel one, the Babylonian one, is the one that has dominated <laughs> over the centuries and certainly uh, in this generation as well. Tell us a little bit about this accomplishment of now Talmud Yerushalmi being in a 51-volume English set. 
This is an amazing accomplishment. Um, my father, Rumei Zlatowicz Zatzal, always felt that completing Yerushalmi would be the crown jewel of his accomplishments on this world. People always wondered, like, really? Is it like you did Siddur, Machzorim, Talmud Bavli, Mishnayis, etc. But he said that until this point, everyone was able to learn those things. People were able to daven. And although we opened it up that people could understand it on a higher level, they weren't what we would call closed books. Yerushalmi was closed to the masses. Right. Only the greatest Tamid HaKalim of every generation were able to study it. And through the Schattenstein edition and all the donors who made it possible, it opened up what was technically closed for over 1,600 years. There are so many people actually learning Yerushalmi now that, you know, I was in Los Angeles three weeks ago for the Simcha. I walk into a shul to Davin Shachris on a Friday morning. A young man comes over to me, a man in his low 40s, he says, I want to thank you. I made a theme on Yerushalmi a few months ago. Wow. I couldn't believe it. And we're <laughs> hearing from a lot of people that they are learning Yerushalmi as part of their daily study. What is the it? Reason why you, the reason why Yerushalmi is so cryptic, if, you know, we, we, we put out a video, people could check on our website, magnificent video going through the history of Yerushalmi through the publication of the Schattenstein edition, and most people don't know, they think Yerushalmi was written in Yerushalayim. It was not. It was written up in Tveria. And it was completed around 150 years before the Talmud Babli, before the Babylonian Talmud. And the reason it's so cryptic is because the Jews in Eretz Yisrael at that time were persecuted. And they basically had to run and they never had an opportunity to really finish the Yerushalmi the way they wanted to. Bavli was worked on for another 150 years. So Bavli became the thing that Klal Yisrael studied, but Yerushalmi is now being open to the masses, which is just a special merit. By the way, we should mention on a practical sense that uh, now through the 28th of March, people could save over $700 when getting the entire English Yerushalmi set, and the individual volumes are on sale at approximately 25% off as well. What does it say about your team of scholars that uh, they've now made Yerushalmi accessible to people in this era. If it is as complicated and cryptic as you mentioned, then it's a, it, there's, there's an even further compliment, an even further accomplishment that your team of scholars has gone ahead and, uh, and taken and, and accomplished. Well, we're blessed with the greatest scholars. And, you know, Bavli has Rashi. We know Rashi is the father of all commentaries. Right. So, you know, you have Rashi, you follow Rashi, he explains the Gemara in Bavli. What's fascinating is there's no Rashi, there's no Rishonim. In Yerushalmi, the later commentators, have, they, they could argue over a line in Yerushalmi where some will say it's a question, some will say it's an answer, some will say it's a statement. So it was very cryptic. Also, the different versions, the Gersos are different. And we're just blessed with great scholars who were able to put together a presentation that now it's understandable. Yeah, pretty remarkable, frankly. Rebecca Dahlia Zlatowicz is with us. We're talking about updates from Art Scroll, different things that are going on. Again, check out the English Yerushalmi information at artscroll.com. And you know the rule, always use promo code radio when ordering. 
from that website. Um, so yesterday, and, and we got. <laughs> I mean, we'll move on to something else for a moment because um, <laughs> because there are a lot of uh, kids, grand kids, parents, and grandparents that are going to be anxious to hear this. Uh, when you went into the um, uh, into the um, arrangement with Uncle Maishi, uh, I, I would assume some people thought it would just be you know you know maybe 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 one project with him, etc. And here we are. Uh, just got this in the mail yesterday. A brand new Uncle Maishi uh, bonus gift pack with a music album CD, a brand new storybook, all for Pesach, the very best Pesach surprise. So this thing with Uncle Maishi was not just a lark. This thing with Uncle Maishi, I see you want to you know, get, get as much out of it as possible. We love the connection with Uncle Maishi. Uncle Maishi, we say, is the longest-serving Jewish entertainer. <laughs> Right? Nachum, I think Uncle Moshe is doing this for over 40 years. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. And, you know, how many generations he's touched. And to, he has a ability to reach the neshamos of even the youngest child, two, three-year-olds, are dancing to his music and understanding the joy of Judaism through the song. So we are looking to do many projects with him. As you know, we did one on Shabbos, one on Hanukkah. Right, I forgot the beautiful new book is on the preparation for Pesach. Ten new songs. We did it together with Donnie Gross, who's a musical genius. And it's just fun and uplifting and just makes Pesach preparation and songs about the Seder, you know, the famous song about Who Knows One. and. Just that it, it it just makes it fun. The kids are going to be at the Seder singing these songs, and it's just something that we're very, very proud of. It looked like a strange connection at the beginning, <laughs> yeah. but if you think about it, if you think about our mission is to spread Torah and to bring people closer to Yiddishkeit and the feel for Hashem, then why not start when they're three years old? There's no reason to wait till they get older. There's room at Arts Grove for Yerushalmi scholars and for Uncle Moishi. How do you like that? That's right. <laughs> uh, check it out, folks, and do so ASAP because you want to get this obviously way in advance of Yuntiv. Go to artsgirl.com. There are three. I, I forgot about the Hanukkah one. Uh, but the m- most recent one, of course, is the Pesach one, the very best Pesach surprise with Uncle Moishi, and the CD is included. Plus, there's a, uh, plus there's a nice um, uh, oh, a doorknob hanger. Uh, to to indicate once the room has been completely cleaned for Pesach. While we're on the subject of Pesach, uh, we'll start with the youth uh, because we just uh, spoke about Uncle Maishi. The Jaffa family edition of the weekly Parsha series has produced a Haggadah, an illustrated Haggadah, and the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim based on Midrashim. Now, you know, one of the things that I think anybody would ask you this time of year is, you know, how many Haggadahs do we need, right? That's the that's always the question. It's got to be the most popular book uh, in Jewish tradition. And uh, I know that when it comes to the Haggadahs, we have boxes and boxes of them uh, in our home and try to choose the ones we're using, you know, each and every year. Uh, what can you tell me about this, about the need for uh, this youth Haggadah, this uh, weekly Parsha series Haggadah Shal Pesach? So, you know, a few years ago, we started the weekly Parsha series where we came out with the story of the Parsha with beautiful color illustrations. Um, so we completed that around six months ago, and it has uplifted and just made people's Shabbat tables so, you know, exciting. Yep. It has the story of the Parsha, questions. We found that even adults use it to prepare to come to the table with something to say, something to say over to the children. And when we finished Kamisha Chum Torah, 
The next request was we have to do Haggadah this way. And this Haggadah is so special. It has the whole text of the Haggadah. It has a bunch of different do-you-knows, things to say over to say there. And there's a whole section in the back going through the entire story of Yetzirah Mitzrayim with all the Midrashim. It's something the children will cherish. The pictures are vibrant. I mean, the illustrations are vibrant. It brings the story to life. And we believe that this is a Haggadah, which is going to become a staple at most Seder tables. And Haggadah, you're right. Haggadah is the number one published <laughs> Jewish book. But then again, Nachum, everyone has a Seder. Even the most secular Jews right. have a Seder. So there's something about telling over the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim that's our connection to really our roots as Jews. I just uh, marvel at how people need the latest Haggadahs. You know, it's like one of those things where they just have to add and add to the collection. Uh, with most other, you don't see people saying, I need the latest sitter. You know what I mean? With the Haggadahs, it's a different thing. Pesach comes around and everyone just wants something new to bring to the table, which uh, I think is unique to uh, the Haggadah. I think it's unique to Pesach. Speak- it really is. Speak- and we have two other new Haggadahs. I was just going to say, we, tell us what's new in that we category. Just came out, we just came out with the Haggadah of the Gera dynasty. Going all the way back to the Kotzka Rebbe, mm. to the Ger Rebbe, Sisfas Imre Emes, a beautiful Agada which was made possible by the Werdiger family, which is, we feel is going to be very popular. And of course, the famous Rav Druk, as you know, we did a Rav Druk commentary on Machsa Rosh Hashanah and Machsa right. Kippah, and now we came out with Rav Druk and the Agada. So added to the collection, this might be number 60, 61, or 62, I'm not exactly sure. Oh, it's in the 60s in terms of number of Haggadahs? We're in the 60s already. Interesting. Wow. Uh, I, think the, I think the original Haggadah was pretty early in Art Scroll's history, right? Like within a year of when Art yeah, Scroll ra- started. The, the Rabbi Elias Haggadah. Yeah. The classic Art Scroll Haggadah, yes. Yeah, very close to the beginning. Uh, we've got uh, Rabbi Gedalia Zlato is with us live via telephone. We direct everyone to artscroll.com. Again, artscroll.com. Uh, you'll see on the uh, website... A whole bunch of brand new material, especially, uh, you know, and we are highlighting some of them right now that you should be aware of. Uh, You actually are releasing a brand new machzer, which I didn't realize. It's a Hebrew-only Sfard machzer for Pesach. We get a lot of requests for Hebrew-only machzorim, and we're just continuing that series. We just did the Sfard um, Pesach, and, you know, we're also, just to mention once we're on the topic of Sedurim and machzorim, because this is not full. We are coming out now. We just came out with a weekday Nusuch Sfad, and we're working now in Nusuch Ashkenaz, a interlinear sitter for B'nai Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> As we know, the Minhagi and Eretz Yisrael are different. Right. Many times they're, you know, different halachas, whether it's Bechat Kohanim or other things. So we are working on, we came out with Nusuch Sfad already, but an interlinear sitter with the Nusuch for those who are davening in Eretz Yisrael. All right, we'll keep that in mind. It's amazing. We, <laughs> while most of us think that there's uh, no need or, or that one can't even think of what other type of Sidurim we need, it seems that there's always a niche uh, that, uh, that can be served 
uh, with a new sitter out there. Rabbi Beryl Wine is out with a brand new book, which is really appropriate for these times, Struggles, Challenges, and Tradition, How Jewish Communities Defended Orthodoxy from 1820 to 1940. And frankly, a lot of these issues, I believe, are still... uh, um, are, are still, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, pertinent today uh, in 2022. So you're not just reading a history book, you're reading a real lesson book in terms of what we can learn from the past and apply it to what's happening now. Rabbi Bellwine is a gift to the Jewish people, as we know. It's amazing that he's still writing. He's always thinking, what is next, not the next book, but the next two or three books. Amazing. But Rabbi Cohn called me up the other day, and he told me that this is the most important book he's read from Ribera Wine ever. Wow. Ribera Wine has published a lot of books. It goes through the subtitles we know is how Jewish communities defended orthodoxy right. from 1820 to 1940. It was a very hard time for Orthodox Judaism, the Haskalah movement. A lot of, we lost, unfortunately, a lot of Jews to the Haskalah movement. And Rabbi Wine goes through that entire history but as you say, it's not history. It's really what we're living through today. Yeah. And there are so many lessons here we could take for our own lives just to open our eyes and to see what's happening. There's a fascinating inside art school. You know, we have these author interviews right. that Rabbi Hissiger does. There's a fascinating history on our website, a fascinating interview on our website with Rabbi Beryl Wine. I encourage everyone to watch it when they can find the time to do that. It's Wine is just amazing. Yeah, he's incredible. You'll see on artscroll.com the brand new book, everybody. Also, we should mention that the uh, uh, the Rabbi, that Rabbi Yechiel Spiro has a brand new one called What a Story, Captivating Stories Rich, rich with Meaning. Uh, he's very, very popular and now is out with a brand new one. And uh, we should mention also, this is something that I'll have an opportunity, please God, to speak to Rabbi Seltzer about, the brand new book about Rabbi Yitzchak Shiner, The Life and Leadership of the Common Eretz Rosh Hashiva. We'll have an opportunity to speak to Rabbi Seltzer about that as well. Those of you looking for great Pesach reading, consider all of these as you peruse the website at artscroll.com. By the way, I have to... uh, uh, I, I didn't realize that this Shmiras Halushan was going to make the impact that it has, but I've heard from a lot of people who have been enjoying the brand new Chavetz Chaim's masterpiece, Shmiras Halushan. Uh, what is unique? It's dedicated by Eli and Malki Friedman. What is unique about this edition of Shmiras Halushan? Well, the, the the translation is beautiful. It's easy. It reads easy. I mean, the Chavetz Chaim wrote in such a you know a beautiful way. Like he's writing as if he's talking to a friend. And he goes through, these are not the halachos of Shemir Halashan, that's brought down in the Sefer Chafetz Chaim, but this is more the ethical part, explaining to people how just their entire way of life would be better. They wouldn't speak Lashon Hara. And the, just the language the Chafetz Chaim uses, he speaks to you as you're a friend. Okay. He's he just talking to your heart. And there are beautiful examples and stories it's something I encourage everyone. It's like a beautiful thing to even learn with the family around the table, a dinner table or a Shabbos table, just to take a small piece. It's easy, it flows, and the message is so important. Uh, again, it's Shmiras Halashan. It's brand new, dedicated by the Freedmans, and uh, it is certainly making an impact out there about the power of speech. Uh, by the Chavetz Chaim. Uh, go to artscroll.com for information about all this or by Gedalia Zlotowitz. Anything else you'd like to mention that I may not have mentioned in this conversation? No, I just want to encourage everyone. We have to bring up Nachem Mishnayomi. Oh, yeah, it's today. It, 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 it's going strong, and uh, we're making a theme. I think um, 
Today's today the, or tomorrow. Yeah, we're, today's today the, we're finishing Demai. Today's the brand new Masechta, I believe. Kilayim and people are going strong. Thousands and thousands of people. It's never too late to start. And it's just only two Mishnahs a day. And in less than six years, you'll finish the entire Shisha Sidre Mishnah. I'm not going to ask you if you're up to date, Nachum. Don't worry. Well, <laughs> I will tell you one thing. Getting, trying to get up to date has become a very serious topic in my family. So, Baruch Hashem, it's, it's still at the forefront. <laughs> it's been a rough okay, great. It's, been, it's been a rough few weeks, but we're trying our hardest. Trust me. I know. I know. <laughs> but I, I encourage it. It's so easy. You know, if there's one thing just going back to the way sure. we started the conversation, you know, we, we can't be Rechaim Kanievsky Zatzal, obviously. He was... Beyond human imagination, as you know, as many Gedolim said, he would have been a giant three, four hundred years ago in those generations. Right. But everyone knows that Reb Chaim had what he called his chiyuvim, his obligations, every single day, and these were printed already. He did, I believe, it's seven or eight lot of Gemara and Medrash and Kumish and and then Halacha and Tesefta, everything. He went to Kol Torah Kula, entire Torah every year. But he called it his obligations, which meant that he would not go to sleep until he did what he had to do for that day. Amazing. Every person in their own life could take something upon themselves in learning Torah that they could do every day, whether it's one line, whether it's one Mishnah, whatever it is, just take it upon yourself and look at it like Reb Chaim did as an obligation to do during your time during the day. Great message. Great message. Rabbi Gedalia Zlato, it's amazing what's happening at Art Scroll. Continued success with you and your entire uh, team of scholars that's doing so much for our community. And uh, we wish you a, 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 I know it's not too early to wish a Chai Kosher V'Sameach, uh, but I can tell you that the Pesach season in general is going to be enhanced because of what you guys are producing and releasing to the public. So a big call for that. Well, thank you. As I always say, we could produce the greatest books in Sarim, but if people are not interested... We wouldn't be able to do it. Right. So I thank, really, Am Yisrael for wanting to learn Torah, wanting to get closer to Hashem, to all those who help us make it possible, to you, Nachum, for always talking about us and bringing us to the forefront. I wish you, your whole family, and all your listeners a Chakosh HaVitzameach. Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowitz, everybody. Uh, Artscroll.com. Artscroll.com. Everything we've discussed this morning is there. Uh, you know the rule when you go to artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. Great discount, free shipping. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Thursday morning broadcast, more coming up at JM in the AM. That was my conversation with Arbega Dahlia's Lotowitz. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here on NSN, the Nahum Siegel Network.